0: When you hear that music, Mike, it must be time for In the Studio with Michael Card. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, that, that music is me
1: trying to play like Phil Nash. Well, <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Okay, all right. That's
0: exactly what that is. All right, well, I'm Wayne Shepard with Michael, and this is our weekly edition of In the Studio. And uh, I, I think we got a pretty good hour to spend together here. We're going to continue yeah. hearing your teaching on the life of Jesus, which has been rich. I know this is coming from your notes on a future book that you're preparing right now. So I can't wait for that book. Right.
1: The details of Jesus' life and what they mean. But more more so on, on this program, there's a moment. We're going to go back 20 years. Huh. And uh, I, I can't wait to hear this interview again, because this brother uh, meant so much to me. He has since gone home to be with the Lord. Let me tell you a quick story. Okay. When, when, as As Denny was dying... I visited him in the hospital and was holding his hand and crying. And and I said, oh, Denny, if there's any way I could take this from you, he he died of pancreatic cancer. I said, if there's any way I could take this from you, brother, I would. And Denny looked at me and said, you couldn't handle this.
0: That was Denny Denson. <laughs> that was Denny <laughs> right. Well, seriously, thank you for introducing me to Denny those 20-plus yeah. years ago. We're going to hear that very first interview. We called our radio show, Join the Journey, at that time. And yeah. this interview comes from one of those early days. I was a child broadcaster, by the way. So,
1: Yes, I understand. You were just in junior high school, <laughs> yes, I think. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, we're also going
0: to, of course, hear some music from Michael on this edition, as we always do, beginning with That's What Faith Must Be, and then we'll hear Michael's teaching On the life of Jesus, the heart of Jesus
2: To hear with my heart To see with my soul To be guided by a hand I cannot hold To trust in a way That I cannot see That's what faith must be When the universe fell from his fingertips He decided he wanted some fellowship But the man and the woman would not submit So he made a better way When the moment was right, he sent his own son and He opened the way so that everyone Could have hope and believe that when time was done He'd be able to make us one To hear with my heart, to see with my soul To be guided by a hand I cannot hold To trust in a way that I cannot see That's what faith must be That there is a key It's Jesus in me A reality That God is in Christ And that Christ's in me That with faith I see what is unseen To hear with my heart To see with my soul To be guided by a hand I cannot hold To trust in a way That I cannot see that's what faith must be. That's what faith must be.
1: Let's look at uh, my least favorite character in all the Bible. Isaiah thirty-five sixteen. when the Messiah comes, the lame will leap like deer. I love that image. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. So we don't even know which one this was. There are three pilgrimage feasts, and apparently Jesus and his parents did the same thing. They did that journey from Galilee to Jerusalem three, three times a year. So this is one of the feasts. We don't know which one it was. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool. It's still there, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, the house of Hesed. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he'd been that, in this condition, he learned, so he had to ask somebody apparently, which is interesting. He learned that it had been this condition for a long time. He asked him, Just, this is so crass. I mean, come on. He asked a lame guy who's been there for 38 years, do you want to get well? I mean, come on. Jesus, lighten up. Okay, Jesus is perfect, right? It's the perfect question. Because guess what? This guy doesn't want to get well. His physical condition is part of his identity. See See if you read it this way. So, do you want to get well? My note says, politically incorrect. <laughs> Sir, the in inv- and this is how he talks. Let me interpret it for you. I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. He's been there 38 years and he couldn't get in front of the line. Please. So there's no point. That's a flimsy excuse. I call this man the man of excuses because every time he opens his mouth, it's an excuse, okay? And so do you deal with these people? How do you deal with these people? Uh, a lady in the church I go to, she says, you never wrestle with a pig because you both get muddy and the pig likes it. <laughs> so Jesus is not going to wrestle with this guy. So what does Jesus do? What does he do? Get up. Now, we're going to find out that this guy doesn't know who Jesus is. There's a false teaching that Jesus could only heal people who had faith in him because Jesus will say it's your faith that made you well. So, you know, there's a reason. I see where people get that from, but it's false. This guy doesn't even know Jesus' name. But Jesus, you've been lame for 38 years. Jesus of Nazareth says, get up. What do you do? You get up. So Jesus says, get up Pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and he walked. Isaiah 35, 6. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. Hold on. Okay, every time you hear that in the the New Testament, you're supposed to hear. Because every time Jesus, there's one... One healing he does on the Sabbath that he doesn't get in trouble for, and that's when he raises Peter's mother. When he heals Peter's mother-in-law, otherwise, if Jesus heals on the Sabbath, he's always going to get in trouble. Why? Oral law, Pharisees, right? Oral law. The Pharisees have built a. They're they're building, and it's not a bad thing. Rabbis do this. They build a fence around the law, so that you don't get close to breaking it. So you know. It's one of the commandments, keeping the Sabbath. I mean, it's up there with, you know, don't commit adultery and don't murder. It's one of the ten, y'all. It's a big thing. Hold on. It's a big thing. So they put, they put a fence around the Sabbath. And I think I told you yesterday, one of, the, one of the fences the Pharisees put up was, you can't blow a candle out on the Sabbath because the wick becomes charcoal. And making charcoal is work. And so you can't blow a candle out. And if any of you have uh, Orthodox Jewish friends, they have what, what are called a Sabbath goy. A goy is a Gentile. A Sabbath goy. What is that? That's a Gentile who does stuff for you on the Sabbath. And one of the, uh, the, the example I heard was, I had a friend who lived next door to a Jewish couple, and on, on Shabbat, on Sabbath, he would go over to their house and turn the light switch off. He was their Sabbath goy. Now, you know, we roll our eyes, but hey, you better get this right, right? It's one of the Ten Commandments. Um, And today, if you go to Jerusalem or you go to Israel today, they have a Shabbat elevator, a Sabbath elevator. What is that? That's an elevator on Shabbat that automatically stops at every floor because pushing the button is work. Now, there's sometimes, you know, I grew up rolling my eyes at that sort of thing. The the older I get, I think it's kind of cool. Another, another thing you can't do on the Sabbath is spit. You can't spit on the Sabbath because the spit might run downhill. And if it runs downhill, it makes mud and making mud is work. And so Jesus spits on the Sabbath just to break the or he hates the oral law. Those are rules made by men. He says, you put those on the backs of people. You won't lift a finger to help them. That's part of his anger at the oral law because people are adding on to God's law. But Jesus, as a rabbi, -rabbi, proto-rabbi, there are no true rabbis yet. That doesn't happen until later. This is the proto-rabbinic period. Jesus does the same thing, right? He puts a fence around the law. You've heard it said, Jesus said, you shouldn't murder. But I say, don't get angry. Really good way to keep from murdering somebody (laughs) is not to get angry. You've heard it said, you know, don't commit adultery. I say, don't even look at a woman lustfully. See, he's, put, he's putting a... Jesus does it too. He's putting a fence around the law to help you not break those commandments. So, pretty cool. But no rabbis yet. No such thing as an ordained rabbi in Jesus' day. That happens later, okay? Proto-rabbinic period. Okay, sorry, a lot of minutiae there, but I hope, that's, I hope you find that interesting. I, I do. Um, so, get up. It was the Sabbath. Okay, so the Jews said to the man who'd been healed, it's the Sabbath, the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. He doesn't know who it is. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away in the crowd. You've been lame for 38 years and a guy heals you and you don't even learn his name. Would you join me in not liking this guy? (laughs) Later, Jesus found him. What does that imply? He looked for him. And Jesus does this more than once. He'll heal someone, and then he'll find them later on and sort of introduce himself to them. Because he, he hasn't come to heal people. That's not his thing. In fact, healing is kind of leads to uh, more problems in his ministry. He hasn't come to uh, you know, give them those things. He's come to give them himself. And so he'll look for people. You'll see him do it. Too. He does this three or four times. He finds people after he's healed them, and then he'll speak to them and kind of introduce himself. So that's what he's going to do here. Uh, later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you're well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. He's appealing to the man on his own level, I think. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. Okay, now let's look at the contrast. This is the man born blind. And as much as the other guy was, is just kind of a, you know, whatever, this, this man is, is, I love this man. So let's quickly look at this story. we got plenty of time. As he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. Messianic miracle. His disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And that's just how the world works, right? Sin, sickness, you know, sickness is a result of sin. And Jesus is going to come up against that, uh, that idea. My, my sister lost two, two infants in 13 months, and a lady came up to her church and said, you must have done something wrong, or those babies wouldn't have died. So this is how we think. Right? If something bad happens, we think, what did I do to deserve this? Retributive justice. And that Jesus has undone all that. Right? That doesn't exist anymore. What are you reading from? This is CSB. Oh, John uh, chapter nine. This is the Christian Standard Bible, clearly the finest translation that was ever done in the history of the world. Okay. His disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sin," Jesus answered. This came about so that the work, God's works might be displayed in him. When Jesus sees sickness and death, he says this about Lazarus, right? God is going to get glory from this. When he sees sickness and death, he sees an opportunity for God to be glorified. That's how Jesus looks at things. Not asking who, who did something wrong. So, uh, we must do the works of him who sent me, his favorite circumlocution for God. If you ask Jesus in the Gospel of John who God is, he'll say, God's the one who sent me. If you ask Jesus in John, who are you, he'll say, I'm the one he sent. He, that's his favorite circumlocution for God in John. Um, we must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. After he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud, <gasps> From the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam, which, which they're, they're excavating right now. You can go right down through the city of David and it's right there. Uh, which, meant, which means sent. Because the, the tunnel for the pool was sent right through the rock when they cut it. Uh, so he left, washed, and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who'd seen him before as a beggar said, Isn't this the man who used to sit begging? Some said he's the one. Others said, no, but he looks like him. He kept saying, I'm the one. So they asked him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, get your pencils ready. The man, put a circle around, if you, write, if you mark your Bibles, the man. Because what's going to happen is this guy, just because of outside pressure, is going to realize who Jesus is. It's so cool. So first step, the man. They call Jesus Uh, made mud, spread on my eyes, told me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed. I received my sight. Also notice that he knows his name, the man they call Jesus. He learned his name. The other guy didn't. Okay. So contrast. Um, Here he is. Uh, Where is he? Uh, They asked. I don't know, he said, because he's never seen Jesus. He was still blind when he was sent away from Jesus. Okay. They brought the man who used to be blind to the Pharisees. The day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened his eyes was a Sabbath. Do I have to go play that chord for you? Okay, Okay. C-minus. C minor. Is that a C minor? Yeah. Okay, the day on which Jesus made the mud was a Sabbath. Okay. Thank you. I wrote that, actually. But he's going to get in trouble because he always gets in trouble when he does anything on the Sabbath. Then the Pharisees asked him again how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, he told him. I wash and I can see. The Pharisees said, This man's not from God. Why is he not from God? Because he, he spit on the Sabbath. Oh, outrageous, right? Of course, they can't see that a man who was born blind has been healed. One of the messianic miracles has happened. They, you know, this is classic, can't see the forest for the trees, right? He's not from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others are saying, how can a sinful man perform such signs? And there was a division among them. Again, they asked the blind blind man, what do you say about him since he opened your eyes? Get your pencils ready. He's a prophet. See the step? The man they called Jesus Now, he says, he's a prophet. What's a prophet? It's a person who says what God would say if he was there. That's a simple definition of a prophet. He's a prophet. The Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight, until they summoned the man's parents, uh, the the parents of the one who'd received his sight. They asked him, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? Now, they do not want to have anything to do with this. We know he's our son, we know he was born blind, his parents answered, but we don't know how he now sees, and we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he's of age, he speak for himself. We do not want anything to do with this, okay, because, yeah, it's already explained. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews, and I would say that's a good place to translate Judeans. Since the Judeans had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as the Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. That's why his parents said he's of age. Ask him, banned, kicked out. That doesn't mean you're kicked out of the building. That means you're kicked out of Judaism. You're kicked out of Jewish life. The word is kerem, C-H-E-R-E-M, the ban. They still do it. Uh, No Jewish person can, you know the, the, the phrase, you're dead to me? That comes to us from Judaism, and that refers to this idea of being of being banned. You, no Jewish person can give you shelter, can give you food. Certainly, you're kicked out of the synagogue. You cease to exist. Strict people will put up a headstone. You're dead to me. Okay. So the the Pharisees have said, anybody who does that, we're gonna we're gonna ban you. That's not good. You know that is not good. Um, So a second time they summoned the man who'd been blind and told him, give glory to God. That's a juridical charge. We say, tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. In Judaism, you say, give glory to God. It's a juridical charge. Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. He answered, I love this. Whether or not he's a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know. I was blind, and now I see. And don't you just love this guy? I just love this guy. Then they ask him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? They won't hear about the mud. I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? You know, he's just like he threw a stick of dynamite in the middle of the room. They ridiculed him. You're this man's disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. That's that we know they're Pharisees because the Pharisees consider themselves the disciples of Moses. Do you want to hear that story real quick? I got time. Sidebar. Sidebar. Okay, this is this is opening of the Mishnah, the collected sayings of the uh, uh, rabbis, the oral law from 200 BC to 200 AD. Get yourself a copy. Dan Danby translated it in 1776. Sound familiar? Uh, In the opening of the Mishnah, they explain why this big, thick volume has the authority it has. And here's the story. Um, Moses goes up on the mountain, when God told him to, and God gives him the Ten Commandments, right? Right, right? Give him the Ten Commandments. Moses is up there 40 days and 40 nights. What is he doing the rest of the time? The Pharisees say, God is giving him the oral law. So he comes down from the mountain. He gives the tablets to the priests. Who put it in the Ark of the Covenant? And to the elders, the 70 elders, he gives the oral law. And the 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 Pharisees say, We are the disciples of Moses, we are the descendants of the elders. And that's where the, the oral law comes from. So a Pharisee without blinking would look at you and say, God told Moses on the mountain that you can't spit on Sabbath. God told Moses you can't blow a candle out on Sabbath on the top of the mountain the same time he gave him the Ten Commandments. So the oral law has just as much authority as the Ten Commandments. That's how they do it. That's where that comes from. Chapter 1 of the Mishnah. Um, So you don't want to become his disciples too. So um, they ridiculed him, you're this man's disciples, but we're Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses, but this man, we don't even know where he's from. We'll find out later, they know exactly where he's from. That's an amazing thing, the man said. You don't know where he's from, and yet he opened my eyes? Listen to what he does. This is absolutely brilliant. He's quoting to them from their own book. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners. Pharisee God say, right. But if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. Throughout history, no one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. Messianic miracle. If this man, get your pencil ready, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. The man they called Jesus, he put mud on my eyes. I don't know, he must be a prophet. If this man wasn't from God, he couldn't do anything. So simply by the pressure that's being applied on this precious little man, he's beginning to see who Jesus really is, and it's it's awesome. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. You were born entirely in sin, they replied, and you're trying to teach us, then they threw him out. So he's banned. He ceases to exist. His parents that we talked to earlier, no doubt they won't have anything to do with him. Okay? And they're, they're become, this, he's the first of a long line of people who are going to be kicked out of the synagogue for becoming followers of Jesus. Jesus heard that they had thrown the man out, and when he found him, see, there it is again. He, he's already healed him restored his vision but that's not enough he hasn't come to to give people health and wealth he's come to give people himself so so when he found him he asked do you believe in the son of man (laughs) who is he sir the name i may believe in him so he's never seen jesus jesus says you've seen him in fact he's the one speaking to you get your pencil ready lord he said i believe there's, a, there's the end. The man they called Jesus, he put mud on my eyes. I don't know, it must be a prophet. You know, if it wasn't from God, he couldn't do anything. And he meets Jesus and sees him and he says, Lord, I believe, Lord. And he worshiped him.
2: Where cross the crowded ways of life? Where sound the cries of race and clan Above the noise of selfish strife We hear your voice, O Son of Man
1: In haunts
2: of wretchedness and need On shadowed thresholds dark with fear From paths where hides the lures of greed We catch the vision of your tears From tender childhood's helplessness From woman's grief, man's burden, toil From famished souls, from sorrow, stress Your heart has never known recoil The cup of water given for you Still holds the freshness of your grace Yet long these multitudes to view The sweet compassion of your face Oh, tread the city streets again, till sons of men shall learn your love, and follow where your feet have trod, till glory's from your heaven above shall come, the city of our God.
0: meaningful song that wraps up the first half of this podcast. If what you're hearing has stirred you to want to explore the scriptures further, look online for more from Michael that can help. You'll find music, the latest book release, The Nazarene, and news about upcoming conferences at michaelcard.com. If you're new to this podcast, be sure to look through the podcast archive for an extensive collection of classic and current editions to hear and enjoy and we're always glad to hear from listeners post a comment on the Michael Card music Facebook page or send your comments questions and song requests via email to in the studio at michaelcard.com coming up more music and conversation waiting for you after this message in the studio with michael card
1: I'm so glad the Holy Land Illustrated Bible is this month's featured resource. I spend a lot of time traveling throughout Israel and I learn new things about the life situation of the scriptures every time I go. This Bible edition reminds me of where I've been in Israel and I hope it'll make the scriptures come alive for you too. Search for Holy Land Illustrated Bible at csbible.com and read more about
0: this unique study tool. And when you order, apply your 30% discount on the CSB purchase through LifeWay. Type in the studio as one word in the promotion code for your 30% discount with LifeWay. The Holy Land Illustrated Bible is packed with hundreds of pictures, articles, maps, and illustrations that will bring the ancient world to life. Dig deep into the text with the helpful study tools as you discover the meaning and message of God's Word
1: to you today. I hope you take advantage of this beautiful and well-thought-out study edition of the Bible. Search for Holy Land Illustrated Bible now at csbible.com.
0: Can't wait to take you back twenty plus years now for this next segment, Michael. You know what's ahead, don't you?
1: Yeah, I can't believe it was that long ago because it really does seem like it was only yesterday. Remember Denny Denson coming into the studio, and he was a little bit uh, nervous, and of course we were nervous because you you know he he was an in, he could be a very intimidating person, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was just a wonderful time uh, to talk mm-hmm. to this sweet brother, and that we still have this and and we can play it again for the listeners is a pretty cool thing.
0: Yep. Denny with the Lord now, but how we loved him. All right. Here's Michael's song, Jesus Lover of My Soul. Then we'll take you back to that first interview with Denny.
2: Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly, while the nearer waters roll, while the tempest still is high. Hide me, O my Savior, hide, till the storm of life is past, safe into that haven guide, O receive my soul at last. Refuge have I none Hangs my helpless soul on thee Leave, oh leave me not alone Still support and comfort me All my trust in thee is stayed All my help from thee I bring Cover my defenseless head With the shadow of thy wing Thou, O Christ, art all I want More than all in Thee I find Raise the fallen, cheer the faint Heal the sick and lead the blind Just and holy is Thy name I am all in righteousness False and full of sin am I Thou art full of truth and grace When just grace with thee is found Grace to cover all my sin Let the healing streams abound Make and keep me pure within Thou of life the fountain art Freely let me drink of thee Spring thou up within my heart Rise to all eternity Rise to all eternity
0: Michael Card here in our studio today. Our program is called Joy in the Journey, and that song is Jesus, Lover of My Soul. Our guest, Denny Denson, is here. Denny, a plenteous grace is found
3: with God. Grace to cover all my sins. Yeah. I'm a living witness of that. Mm-hmm. I, and hopefully today we can let people know that God is plenteous of grace.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're in need of some encouragement
1: today, please keep listening here as we uh, as we talk about these things. Uh, when Denny was sh- uh, sharing his story with us and uh, mentioned that uh, the first sermon he had preached was on Paul's uh, conversion, the connection between Paul's past and God's grace and that sort of thing, this is the passage that I wanted to read just to sort of set uh, set up what uh, Denny wants to share. It's from uh, First Timothy, uh, chapter one, verse twelve. Pa- Paul writes, "I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength." so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. And then he breaks into yeah. this praise. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. to the king, eternal, immortal, mm-hmm. invisible, the mm-hmm. only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, um
3: In reading that, in, in, when, as you read the passage of Scripture, I... Again, I, I think about, I thought about how my life has ran parallel to Paul, even though I have not reached that height mm-hmm. that, that he has <laughs> reached. But, but my, my life as a sinner uh, ran parallel to his. Uh, Paul, being who he was, thought he was doing God a favor uh, by, uh, as we know in, the, in, the, in Acts, the ninth chapter, where he had had permission to go out and, and bring those who were uh, confessing Jesus Christ into salvation, bring them bound back to Jerusalem that they could be punished. Uh, I, too, thought I was doing the black race a favor uh, by being part of a militant group, uh, uh, saving uh, the black man from uh, the white demonic possessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing my life, I, I was involved in, in, in a lot of things. Uh, uh, I, I did a lot of things uh, to people. And, and I think about it sometimes. Some of these people were innocent people that, that did not know me.
2: Hmm.
3: And, and, and even in, 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 uh, as I think about it and looking and seeing the fear in their eyes, it, it had no bearings on me. The the thing that that touches me most of all is that God uh, was able to look beyond all of that. Hmm. Uh, he cared enough for me to look beyond all of that and and, and allow me uh, to become one of His sons. Uh, wow. I, I I understand uh, Paul's uh, uh, encounter on Damascus Road. Uh, you know who, who me, you know, in essence, uh, you know, God, you don't know what I've done. You, you, you don't know what I've said, but, uh, as the scripture that you read fit, uh, fitted me, uh, quite, uh, good when it says out of ignorance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when ignorance uh, is a, a terrible thing, uh, we do a lot of things out of ignorance. Hate comes from ignorance. uh, uh and when you don't understand something, it's real easy to lash out against it when you don't know something. But I'm so glad that that the love of God is so that God understands. Uh, uh, God knew who I was. I thought I knew who I was. Uh, uh, God knew what I needed. I thought I knew mm. what I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed recognition. I, I needed folk to know that I stood for something. Mm-hmm. I. I needed folk to know that I was not bound, quote-unquote, by any white man's rules and regulations. But I'm so glad now that I, I know I am bound by something.
0: Denny, I, I've known you just for a short time, yes. but I think I know your heart. And I know that you don't get any satisfaction out of talking about these things absolutely. except for the glory that it brings, it brings to God.
3: Well, you're absolutely right. I... I uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, people hear testimonies and, and 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 they think that testimonies are given that the the person might be looked upon mm-hmm. uh, uh, with some kind of esteem. I, I I would say, but as as we talked prior to the show, uh, uh, the taping, I, I told you that I, I did not want to do it for fear that I, I don't want to turn anybody off from the Lord, mm-hmm. but after we talked about it, and y'all convinced me that uh, <laughs> yeah, the Lord, your arm. <laughs> that the Lord had, had 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 summoned this to be so, hmm. uh, but I, I want everybody to know that uh, what you hear is, is not what used to be. <laughs> uh, I'm a new creature hmm. in, in Christ Amen. Jesus. Uh, uh, I I I took advice uh, from Jesus, the advice that He gave Nicodemus when He says. You must be born again I, I i'm born I'm a born again believer mm-hmm.
1: um you want to tell can you tell the story just about uh, the initial thing about coming to faith because I, I i love that that part of your testimony the the uh the voice that you heard that was just like your voice uh <laughs> yes uh
3: well i i I was uh, on my saturday normal Saturday night escapade. And uh, I was sitting in a bar in Chicago and uh, the music was playing and all of a sudden it it was so that uh, it was like the whole room was just it was it was just too loud and something too loud for a guy that that uh, frequent bars, you know, (laughs) but used to the noise. Yes. (laughs) And so I I got up and I went outside the moment I went outside. uh, Everything was okay. I went back in, and this thing repeated again. And the first thing I thought was that I, I was losing my mind. And I was. Mm-hmm. I, I, little did I know I was really losing my mind. <laughs> uh, so I, I get up, and I go to the men's room. And the minute I closed the door, everything ceased. Uh, and I came back out, and my, a buddy of mine asked me, he said, Denny, are you Okay. I said, yeah. He said, you know, you, you sure you're okay? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, but I think, I think I'm going home. He said, oh, man, so it's early yet. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, if, if anyone has ever been one that frequent bars, uh, you know, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning is, is the time that you go home. Mm. But this is about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And I, I went home, and, and, yes, I'm married, I, and you might wonder how my wife put up with. It was by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. I, I I got home and and she was up and I asked her if she would not. First of all, she wanted to know, Are you home so early? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> yes, but I, but I and, and I'd like to say this. I'm grateful to God that He, He has given me a good wife. Mm, One, yes, Lela. She mm-hmm. she she. The Lord gave her the stamina to put up with me all until He was able to, uh, fix me up you know, uh, Le- like he did. Paul Lila is a formidable woman. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 And I thank God for her. Absolutely. And, and so she fixed it. She did. And, and, uh, I'm sitting there eating and, uh, as I'm all of a sudden, you know, I just like, I was like, a a, a, a mannequin, a dummy sitting on a ventriloquist <laughs> knee, you know, all of a sudden I says, you know, I think I'm going to church tomorrow. <laughs> and I looked around and
0: after t- she picked herself up off the floor, what <laughs> happened? She, she
3: went she she goes, What'd you say? And I said it again. And and it was a total I had not been to church since I don't know when. And and understand, I went to church as a child. My mother was a Christian and and uh and all of this. and and when I say my mother was a Christian, she was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh uh but I had not gone to church and but uh I did that morning. I got up six o'clock, got ready and got dressed and sat around until time for church services. And I I could not figure what was going on with me in my life. Little did I know that that God was moving. And I went to the church. And of course, I I had on on street clothes, uh, uh, the clothes and I stood out like a sore thumb Mm -hmm. And and I sat in the back of the church where most uh, folk that uh, are not used to being in the presence of the Almighty God. Hmm. I sat in the back of the church, the minister preached, and I, I'm unlike a lot of folk, uh, they remember the message. I, I don't remember the message hmm. because was I really listening? I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, but I do know this, that uh, the, the pastor, when he was done, he extended an invitation to come to Christ and... And he just pointed me out. He said, "You." And uh, and he he really didn't say this, but I had on a cranberry jacket. He <laughs> might as well say, "You got in a loud jacket, you know?" Stand up, yeah. You know, and 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 and, and uh, I did. Uh, huh. And I'm saying to myself, uh, I'm saying, "Boy, if I ever get out of here, I will not be back in this place again." <laughs> and so what what happens is, he said, "Do you believe in Jesus Christ?" And I just kind of said, "Yeah," you know. He said, well, if so, why don't you give your life to him today? And I stood there, and I'm saying to myself, buddy, if I ever get out of here, I will not be back. Mm. And he just said, young man said, won't you give? And he he he's really fishing. yeah. Uh, uh, and I, now I know what Jesus meant when he said, be a fisherman of yeah, men, yeah. because he really fished. That pastor mm. was trolling for you. He, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. And. And and I, I don't I don't know to this day what happened, but I do know this that when I came to myself, I was standing in front of him, uh, just crying. Mm. And can you imagine an, an individual that has a reputation of being macho and all of this? And Paul and, said he was
0: a violent man. I yes, mean, you, you uh, felt you. Were...
3: I, I was an, an extremely violent individual. Uh, uh uh i mean very vicious not just violent but vicious with it
0: not towards your family no
3: never never but uh because of the reputation in the streets uh and these kind of things and and but here i am standing before this man just weeping and i i said boy if i ever get out of here i won't be back (laughs) but little did i know uh that uh, the hook was set. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had been reeled in. And and the thing that I I would like to convey uh, to those whom are listening, and that is that that God is really real. Mm -hmm. He's real in my life. I I know that. And there is nothing, there's no place that you can go. There's not enough that you can do that you can go beyond the love of God. Mm -hmm. Wow. If you really need know that you need a life manager. Well,
0: let me pause right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denny Denson is with us on this Join the Journey program today with Michael Card, and it is such a privilege to talk about the journey of a changed life here today, Michael.
1: Yeah. One more thing I wanted to add to Denny's story is uh, is that he went on to Moody and yeah. studied with uh, Doctor Ben Johnson. Yes. Yes. At Moody. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, prepared himself for the ministry there, which yeah. is uh, uh, which I, which I think is. Again, we I see God's hand in that because now Dr. Johnson is a part of our fellowship here in Franklin, Franklin Tennessee. Tennessee? Yes. 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 I just um, spoke with him
0: yesterday. Uh Denny, you didn't know though that God was leading you eventually to the pastorate, did you?
3: No, I I I um uh, I I just was going to be just a member of the church and and uh, then internally, uh things just start to happening and I, I went when I went to school I wasn't pastoring I I had not been called into the ministry I just wanted to know you know I I just wanted to know as much as I possibly could and and it was some years after school that the Lord called me into the ministry and believe me the calling was I I was almost like uh, Ananias was when the Lord Ah. sent Paul (laughs) <laughs> Lord, Lord, I ask, yeah. you ask, know what you're talking about, Lord. <laughs> Lord, as Paul said, uh, you and I, as Lord, you, do you really know who Paul is? You know, uh, and and uh, when when the calling, I I just could not believe. I, Lord, you you don't know who you know who you're calling, uh, but uh, you know God uses whom He pleases, mm-hmm. and, and I'm grateful to God for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and I, and I want to tell you, and this is how this. Whew, this is how this whole thing got started. And to, to think that, uh, an individual like myself who, who have done things and said things just out of hate for no reason,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but yet God would allow me mm-hmm. today to sit with you, my brothers mm-hmm. and, 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 and just share uh, mm-hmm. just the goodness and glorious grace of God. and, mm-hmm. And, and and you know it's just the mercies of God that 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 has caused this to happen and, mm-hmm. and i and i give him all the thanks yeah. i give him all the praise mm-hmm. and i give him all the glory it's just mm-hmm.
0: like paul did in that passage you read yes. michael now to the king eternal yes. immortal invisible yes. the only god yes. be honor and glory forever and ever he just yeah. you can't help but say that right you? Uh, yeah. well
3: well you know i uh, i've got a saying and that and that is that uh if i've got an apartment complex and i need it managed i Get a real estate company to handle it if I've got some other things, you know. But I, I need a life manager, and mm. I, I've got Jesus as my life manager, mm. He manages my life. Mm. Yeah. Denny, thank you for sharing your
0: journey with us here today. Michael, there really is joy in this man's life because of his journey with Jesus Christ. And we want to have a final word about that journey here in a few moments. But, you know, you sing the song here as our theme, Joy in the Journey. I think it would be great if we just stop and ask you to do the whole song for us right now with this context of Denny's life and the journey of a changed life. Yes.
2: And wildness to life and freedom for those who obey And all those who seek it shall
0: Thank you michael carr that's our theme here on this broadcast there is joy, joy in yes. that journey denny
3: yes it is that that is joy in the journey and and the joy is in the journey because christ
1: is in the life mm.
3: that is joy in the journey
1: amen there's one final point i want to make in listening to your testimony and and i've heard it you know before and i, I always love uh hearing what god has done in your life because because i love you we're so close oh yes um but I, I I feel like there may be somebody out there who who may be saying, "Well, I never, I was never in the party. Yeah. I never was a you know I'm I'm not like Paul was yeah. in that passage. I didn't sit in that bar. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. And and the worst thing in the world would be if people uh, thought that because they might have seemed. Less yes. a sinner than they don't need God well, as yes, much, but absolutely. nothing could be farther from the truth. And and I I grew up in a, in a completely different uh, context than you did. Grew up in the church, you know, white middle class <laughs> right. community, and um, every bit as needy, every exactly yeah. as needy, needy as, as you were. Yes. And I just want to read the verse uh, Romans for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace yes. through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. And if you're if you're listening, Praise God. you just need to know that you need Christ as much as Denny, yes. as much as Mike, as much as Wayne. Yes. Praise God. Denny, God bless you. Thank God. you for being here today. God
3: bless you. Thank you for having me.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this session. It's our prayer that the music and conversation was used by God to grow your faith and enrich your understanding of the Christian life. Please share your reactions to this hour. Post a comment on the Michael Card Music Facebook page. Write a review on Apple Podcasts or share the link. And you can always send your reactions, questions, or song requests via email to Michaelcard.com. We look forward to reading your comments. You can learn about Michael's books, his music, and our podcast guest details at michaelcard.com and share what you've discovered on your favorite social media platform. We're glad for the partnership with our sponsors of the Christian Standard Bible. Visit csbible.com to learn more about the great Bible editions that can help you get serious with God's Word. This month, we're featuring the Holy Land Illustrated Bible. Immerse yourself in the world at the time the Scripture was written. There's hundreds of pictures, helpful charts, and articles and illustrations about the situation in Bible times that will bring the Scripture to life. Search for Holy Land Illustrated Bible. When you order, use the promotion code in the studio typed with no spaces, and you'll receive your 30% discount on CSB purchases through LifeWay. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. And now for all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Mansfield, and our producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for sitting in on this session in the studio with Michael Card.